Welcome back to the Sports and Chill Podcast. It's an honor to be coming to you another week. And this week we had a special guest with us. We had Brandon Walper. He is the writer for Piss and Power and also a radio host on Radio DePaul Sports. In the new 24, we had his co-host on the show earlier this season, Gabriel Wilkins of HoopsHabit.com. So it's great to be coming to you another week. Hope you enjoy this sit-down talk I had with Brendan. Got into a lot of things going on with the new NBA season. Also, the Detroit Pistons moving into their new Detroit arena. Also, we talked about some guys he is looking out for to make a big impact with his team that he's covering this year. So I hope you enjoy this week's interview with Brendan Welper. Here it is. We're back on the Sports and Show podcast, mm-hmm. and finally I'm able to get Brendan Welper of Piston Powered and Radio DePaul Sports. He hosts the New 24 every Friday with Gabriel Wilkins, who was on the podcast earlier, 2.30 to 4 on Friday. Yes, yes. Thanks for joining me, man. I appreciate it. Hey, the Emmy, thanks for having me here. Listen to uh, the show for a while now since since you started about a year ago. Uh, almost a year ago. Almost yeah. a year ago. Yeah. And um, love the, the, the podcast or the episode with you and Gabriel, so look, glad I could hop on and talk some NBA. Awesome. Mm. Awesome. We got to get started because you write for the Piston Powered so, of course, we got to hop in <laughs> to talk about the Pistons, man. How do you feel them being back at the at, uh, in downtown or Detroit, like where they should be? I love it. The Palace is about five, ten minutes away from my house. It was always weird because on, on their chest it says Detroit, but yeah. they played in Auburn Hills. And, and while I loved it being that close, I mean, I think we all knew. Uh, when I say we, I mean well, people in the NBA community, fans, and, and even people from Michigan and, and around the nation knew that that team belongs in Detroit. Mm-hmm. The mantra, and I think it's true, and maybe it's a cliche, but basketball is a city game at its at its roots. And it's good that they're finally back for the first time in about 40 years. I think my dad was just in college the last time. He's a 60-year-old man now. <laughs> the last time they were in the city. But um, it, it was definitely good to see um, for a city that um, has gone through some rough stretches as of late. Yeah. Um, and it was something positive, I think, that the citizens of Detroit, all 700,000 of them that kind of get overlooked yeah. in, in that region, um, can take some pride in that. Okay, people, you know, our basketball team now has moved back. We have all four of our teams in the same block radius. So, um, you know, they had Eminem there. They had Dave Bing, Bob Lanier, Big Sean. Um, so some former Pistons legends and, and some uh, you know famous Detroiters and Adam Silver was in attendance. So I think it was a really good night for the city. And, um, you know, they won, but they're back where they belong. And I'm going to miss all of the drives. going to be a little bit longer. Um, it's where, like I said, it's where they were founded. It's where they should have stayed. But it's, it's good that they're back. Talk about they won last night. I yeah. was impressed. I kept updating my Twitter feed, and I saw Tobias Harris was going off or something. He had like 17 points in one mm-hmm. of the quarters. But I've always noticed this isn't something like new from Tobias. He's always been a beast, man. And mm. Do you think this is the year he like just lets the leash off and just goes crazy every game? He's probably their most versatile scorer. I mean, the, the guy can post up if you need him to. He can definitely score off the dribble as maybe like a point forward. He's not one to bring the ball down the floor. Um, they hit him on the break. He's a good jump shooter. Not bad from beyond the arc. And, I mean, he was just, again, if he saw space, he would attack in the lane. Mm-hmm. Um, but but like you said, I mean, like people have known this. You know, we've known this for a while, even back to his Orlando days, yeah. that you know he's a guy who can play as a slasher. If you need him to play on the perimeter, he can do that. I mean, he's, he's a really talented player, and, and he's not ball dominant, which, and no. again, he's not a guard, but, and um, Vince Ellis, who writes for the Detroit Free Press, published an article today saying uh, how, 
Harris was thinking, you know, I'd be lying if I said I wasn't dreaming to make an all-star team this year. And while it is only one game, I think if, again, he's he's starting, he's not coming off the bench like he did last year, it's a possibility, especially in Eastern Conference where it it's watered down. But I think you saw last night that he's just their best pure scorer. And I, I just want to get his stat line correct. He took 18 shots and it was 11 for 18. And people are saying, yeah, he hasn't shot enough. Mm. So I, mean, I didn't, I wouldn't say I expected 27 points. Mm-hmm. But I feel like, yeah, at this point in his career, maybe this is when he finally takes that step forward because he's still so young. He is. I remember uh, a few months ago, I was talking to one of my friends who played basketball against Tobias in high school. Mm-hmm. And he said Tobias was trash. Really? <laughs> he said Tobias wow. wasn't even a good player. Mm. And I believe him. But it's good to see Tobias is. Mm. Uh, Game come full circle now because I remember he'd be at the USA men's basketball tryouts. And I'm like, what's this kid doing here? Yeah. He's not even that good. But mm. you can tell he's been trusting himself in his training. And now he can finally put that all mm. to work. Something else I saw, I was watching the highlights and I saw Reggie Jackson and Andre Drummond. After the game was done, they had that big, passionate hug. Mm. What does this mean to you for the Pistons now that you saw that hug? Does this mean good things coming for the team? But I, I think, and I'm going to go back to what Greg Kelser, the color commentator of the Pistons, said. He said, wow, you know, that's something that, that's not just, hey, we won a game. It was something deeper than just winning uh, a home opener. And I think they're two guys that trust each other. They developed a great relationship two seasons ago now when they made the playoffs. Still got swept. But yeah. it was really good to see because Jackson's body language last year, I mean, uh, you could just see his, his emotion just kind of drained out of him when he had to miss those first 21 games. And, you know, then there was the issue in the locker room where he felt that he was getting slighted by some of the other players. Um, and it was just, it was really good to see on an overall nice night for the for the city. But I, I think that that means that at, at the very least, and against one game, that it, it seemed like the old Reggie Jackson where he's sort of strutting, yeah. a little bit of a dance afterward, enthusiastic on the bench. He's always been one of the more animated guys. Him and Van Gundy are, are, are talking it over, and, and um, I feel like it's a good thing. When, when you see both of them arguing at the ref at mm-hmm. the same time, <laughs> you know they're both 100% involved. And yeah. so I, I think it's it's something to look out for, their relationship, but it was a really good sign, and it was more than just, hey, we won this game. It was, I'm proud of you. Let's keep this going moving forward. All right. We're talking to Brendan Welper of Piston Power and the New 24 on Radio to Paul Sports.com. You talk about the coaching staff, Stan Van Gundy, getting along with his uh, player, Reggie Jackson. Do you think he's the right coach for this team moving forward? And, yeah, I mean, I think you'd agree. Stan Van Gundy tends to overreact. Maybe, I mean, was it Shaq called him the master of panic years ago? (laughs) And the thing I I really didn't like about Van Gundy the first few years here is he would rip into guys in the postgame press conference. And, And he would criticize himself, but... I don't think Van Gundy thinks like this, but the way he sort of demeaned them publicly and constantly game after game where it's like, all right, dude, they made mistakes. But, you know, guys are, are going to tune you out eventually, and, and rightfully so. You know, this isn't, you know, offense to Bob Knight, this isn't the Bob Knight era where you can bark at somebody mm-hmm. for days and days and days on end and not get questioned. You know, you have to have accountability as a coach. And while I think Van Gundy's a good guy, I think some of his criticisms have gone, he's made them too public. But you know, in, in three seasons, he got into the playoffs. The other two, they really struggled. This is this is the litmus test, if I pronounce that word correct, correct, you got it, you got correctly. It. Litmus um, <laughs> for them this year. I mean, if they don't make the playoffs in this Eastern Conference, it, yeah. there, there's no excuse. And they add Avery Bradley. I mean, they get three new shooting guards. Langston Galloway had 12 points off the bench. Luke Kennard didn't play, but 
they're high on him yeah. as a rookie. So am I. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, and the Bulls, Pacers, and Hawks are all committing to a rebuild. What happened with Hayward is unfortunate. Oh. And yeah, that, that was that was ugly. But, you know, I think for Van Gundy, for him to truly prove to the ownership and Tom Gore is that, okay, like, I've got this thing on the right path. Last year was just a series of, like, unfortunate events to take a movie title. I think he has to make the playoff. If I'm looking at the, the season now, Gordon Hayward's out. Mm. So I had... Boston slated at the two or three seed. Now I probably have them at the third or fourth seed, and I might move Washington up or Toronto up to that second seed. Do you think, by my predictions, that they can match up well with the Wizards or Toronto? It's if that ends up happening and mm. they get the seventh seed. You know, and, and I agree with you that Washington now should probably take that second seed. And, and that's no disrespect to Kyrie Irving, but mm. Boston lost. I mean, they only have. Four returning starting players, I guess three now. Mm-hmm. Um, and the interesting thing with Washington is their backcourt is as much as I, I, lo- I love Reggie Jackson, Avery Bradley. I, I'm, I'm extremely excited for you can, John Wall and Bradley Beal are, are, are probably extremely underrated, and I think the most. And they mentioned that <laughs> over the yeah. offseason. Yeah, they're like, we don't get any respect, and I don't think they do. And he's like, but we're fine with that. We'll go prove it when the season um, comes out. I think the area where they could have an advantage is is down low, Drummond versus Gortat, and, and I like I like the Polish hammer, but he's you know he's getting older, he's slower, he needs John Wall to set him up, and I'm not saying that Andre Drummond doesn't need Reggie Jackson to set him up, but Drummond's a lot younger, more athletic, and you know he lost some weight over the summer, and he seemed a lot more agile. He got uh, septum surgery because he couldn't breathe; he only could breathe out of one nostril like the last wow. four years. So I, I think when it comes to Washington is definitely deeper. Their backcourt's a lot better. And, you know, Otto Porter has kind of come into his own as a, as a small forward threat. I couldn't see Detroit maybe stealing more than one game. Pistons aren't going to win a series this year. I think they could match up well against Washington and Toronto, but I couldn't see them stealing more than a game. All right. We're talking to Brendan Welper of PistonPower.com and of the new 24 on Radio to Paul Sports.com. He has a show every Friday from 2.30 to 4 with Gabriel Wilkes. Who wins the East, in your opinion? Is it still LeBron, and does anyone have a chance of taking him down? No, I and I think LeBron proved the other night where he's, what, 32? He's going to turn 33, yeah. that this is the man that still runs the league. And, I mean, he, he nearly had a triple-double. And, again, without his new starting point guard, Isaiah Thomas, he... Took control, and and it, and it obviously wasn't a LeBron of late where he'd be the guy who'd have to push the ball down the floor constantly, like when he was with Cleveland or Miami, where he was mainly like a um, like a post threat. But it was him just getting his teammates involved, passing on the break, and he's got to be one of the most selfless players in the history of the game. Yeah. And, and, and I don't mean to keep going back to Gabriel, no. but um, the guy brings up a lot of good points, and, and he was saying that. This guy could probably lead the league in scoring every year, but he knows that that's not what it's going to take to win and put his team in the best position. So he's, I mean, he, he gives us the ball when he pretty much doesn't need to because I, I'd, I'd, I'd still take him over anyone else one-on-one just because of his size and, and his how smart he is playing the game. But with Boston now injured, I think, and, and Cleveland's extremely deep. They have J.R. Smith and Tristan Thompson coming off the bench who mm. would probably start on any other team. You know, and then obviously Kyle Korver, who's really just a shooter off the bench as well. 
Dwayne Wade can maybe still offer something. Derrick Rose has looked. He's good. He's looked really, really. I mean, he and he, he looks happy for the first yeah. time. He looks rejuvenated. And I'd say that because he was in Chicago, hometowns, mm-hmm. MVP. Yeah. He rejuvenated the city. Mm-hmm. The pressure, though, of playing your hometown was too much. Yeah. And then he moves over to New York, and the pressure in that city is even more. Yeah. <laughs> you want to say, even though he's not from there, he had yeah. the same kind of pressure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he had a great season. But now he goes to Cleveland. Mm-hmm. He's in the ideal situation where he's not mm-hmm. asked to do too much. Yeah, He's playing on a minimum contract. He's That's not in a big market, mm-hmm. even though Cav- the Cavaliers do generate a lot of money. Mm-hmm. LeBron's taking over. Mm-hmm. He's probably the three, third or fourth guy they expect mm-hmm. to score. So there's not a lot of pressure on him. But mm-hmm. I think that's kind of helping him out. Mm-hmm. He could focus more on his mental. No, I, I would agree. And, and obviously, uh, you know, he, he had some difficult times in, in New York City, especially with that organization. I, I can't blame anybody. Mm-hmm. But I think it's – and I didn't even remember the minimum contract yeah. point that – it's not like he, he he took more money or he's taken a pretty good salary to play. I mean, he's playing there to win a ring. People criticize the NBA all the time. Oh, no one cares about winning. Well, I, I mean, look at Kevin Durant, less money. Look, look at all these uh, contenders, less money. Jimmy David Bu- West. Yeah, David West. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, Nick Young. Nick Young. They're kind of proving the stereotype wrong, and and because Derrick Rose could have gotten paid somewhere else, but he's you know realized at this point in his career, he's definitely still effective. He had a really good year last year in New York for a team that was. Garbage. Yeah, that's that's the only way to put it. <laughs> yeah. So I think they're they're as deep as anybody, and I still I still think they're getting out of the East. Time for a quick break. Don't forget, subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. Give us a review. We gladly appreciate it. And when you guys are waiting for that new podcast to drop, you'll know because it'll come on your phone right away with no wait. Now back to the podcast. Let's move to the West Coast. Okay. Brendan, who has a chance of beating the Golden State Warriors? We saw a preview of what yeah. could have happened when the Golden State Warriors take their foot off the gas pedal against the Houston Rockets. Are they the team that could possibly take them down this year? I think it's going to be Houston that challenges them. Obviously, when you have James Harden and Chris Paul kind of running the show. I really think a team that people got to look out for, maybe not this year, but depending on, on how they met, I think Minnesota. Yeah. I really like them with, with um, obviously, Jimmy Butler, Carl Anthony Towns, um, Andrew Wiggins. And off the bench, they have Jamal Crawford and Taj Gibson. Thibodeau is a good coach. I think he runs his guys into the ground, and I think he's way too old school. But he's a defensive-minded guy. I'd say either Houston, who still has, I think, the offensive firepower, as we saw, as you mentioned, mm-hmm. to hang with the Warriors and, and catch them. When Golden State tends to... To let off the the gas pedal, start to joke around. Yeah, yeah, which is and that was the big thing is that they can get too careless with the ball. Houston can take advantage of that, so I'd say it's either Houston, Minnesota. Although I, it, it sounds crazy to say that San Antonio is going to be up there, but Oklahoma City is a team as well with maybe not a lot of depth. But you got Russell Westbrook and Paul George, and then now Carmelo Anthony, who I think is going to be playing the four, mm-hmm. which is going to be it. Problem for opposing power forwards. And Stephen Adams. It's yeah, and and they were able to keep him somehow. Yeah. I, I, like I, I don't know that they had to get rid of Ennis Kander, but to keep Stephen Adams is a huge plus. Yeah. Houston, I'll say, is the favorite because they kind of proved why they're the favorite still to knock them off. But I, I'd look out for Minnesota and Oklahoma City. 
Those are your sleepers, kind of for the yeah the West Coast. Who's your sleeper for the East Coast? Who can shock some people this year? Is Milwaukee count as a sleeper? No, no, yeah, that's <laughs> no, the thing. They don't. They don't. And <laughs> wow, because we can't say Washington. We can't. Milwaukee. You uh, can't say Milwaukee anymore. Yeah, no, yeah, Giannis is too good to say his team's a sleeper. Mm. They have a lot of. I want to. I mean, if Philadelphia counts, I think that'd be the one. And I mean, I think Ben Simmons is like. He just had a crazy game last night. I didn't check the stat score, but I was refreshing my Twitter feed, mm. and everyone was just tweeting about Ben Simmons. He was trending all night, so I'm assuming he had a crazy uh, first game of his career. Mm. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't see that game. There was too many good games on yeah. the last um, few days, yeah. couple of days. But especially, obviously, a lot of people were raving about J.J. Reddick coming off the bench, which is probably a good veteran guy that they needed. Mm-hmm. But Joel Embiid kind of took the league by storm for those 31 games last year. He's a guy who probably could be a future MVP. Um, Markel Fultz, who had a pretty nice summer league. I mean, they got a lot of young pieces. Uh, Saric played well. Yeah. Robert Covington, even too. People are talking about they need to start to restructure his contract because he, I think he signed to probably a minimum contract. Covington. Covington? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I had him on my fantasy team last yeah. year, and he was always either the number one or two guy for me, which mm-hmm. is shocking. Very shocking. Yeah. They do have some pieces. I do mm. believe that. They're probably my sleeper team as well. Yeah. I think they could shock some people this year. Definitely. I mean, I, I put them ahead of Detroit and Charlotte because Detroit and Charlotte are so inconsistent and, and have the last few years haven't really proven to be the team to take the next step. And if Philadelphia is healthy, heck, you never know. Yeah. All right. We're talking to Brendan Walper of Piston Power and Radio to Paul Sports.com. Before I let you go, I need to get this these last couple questions in. Who is your MVP this year? Who's going to be the sixth man of the year? And who possibly will be the rookie of the year? This might be the most <laughs> intense rookie of the year yeah. competition we've seen in a while. I'll start with rookie of the year. I originally was going to say guy from your Lakers, Lonzo Ball. Only reason I was a little bit hesitant is that I think Ben Simmons will win it just because he has he's had a year to sort of sit back and absorb the NBA. I mean, the guy is listed as a power forward, but can play point guard if mm-hmm. he if he needs to. Uh, I guess anywhere one through four. Um, and and he just looks. I mean, he handles the ball like a guy who's six two, and he's he's close to seven feet if I'm if I'm not mistaken, or six ten ish around there. Yeah. yeah. And if if it's not Ben Simmons, I think it'll be Lonzo Ball because not many guys are past first point guards anymore, and that guy like can read a defense. Mm-hmm. Like, like he's been in the league for a few years. All right, six man. Six man, and I promise I said this before, his, his big game on Tuesday. Um, I, I think Nick Young. Yeah. And, and although he's 32, I mean, he's a career, like 48% field goal uh, percentage and then like 38% three-point percentage. He's, he's always – I mean, you're really familiar with Nick yeah. Young. You could probably tell uh, tell them you know, more, more than I would know, but off-the-court stuff is a little weird sometimes. Always. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, the guy is a quick release. He's a great shooter. And he's a pretty good defender. Like, he's not just going to sit back and just... I mean, he'll go after loose balls, especially for somebody that at that, at that age. And I think, you know, he, he wants a ring as well. We talked about that maybe about 10 minutes ago, that these are guys that are taking significant pay cuts. Because Nick Young could start on maybe 15 teams. I think off the bench, if Kevin Durant, if uh, Steph Curry or Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, oh my God, they have all those guys. If they struggle shooting, you can bring him, you can bring Caspi. And just say, all right, you know, as soon as you guys get the ball, 
take someone off the dribble, pull up, whatever. I mean, their offense is so, not, not simple, but their offense is so relaxed that mm-hmm. it's hard to defend. And I think Nick Young is just, I mean, he's one of the better shooters in the game. Maybe not what he was four or five years ago, but still can offer a lot. So I'll, I'll go with a dark horse, Nick Young. Okay. Finally, the MVP, the one everyone wants to see. Who is it this year? You have a few guys mm. to choose from. Who would you go with? I would go uh, with the guy who won finals MVP back in June. I'm going to go with Kevin Durant. Mm. And I, I think, you know, the season that he put up last year, and particularly in the playoffs, he, he had gotten all this hate from not only Oklahoma City with the cupcake stuff, but but NBA fans, you're ruining the game, you're yeah. doing this, you're doing that. And, and I think people forget it was free agency. It was his choice to do that. He's taking less money. But he shut up a lot of people in, in that play. And, and it was obviously his, his jump shot and, and his ability to score has always been great. But even his defense, I think, in the finals, um, sort of playing down low and, and committing to that. You know, him, him and Steve Kerr, I guess, worked on that. But I think he's a man on the mission that, now that he's kind of gotten, you know, OKC's behind him, he's silenced a lot of the doubters. I mean, he's still in the prime of his career. And he's the, to me, he's, he's still the guy on Golden State. And he's probably one of the – he's going to go down as one of the greatest to ever play the game. His size, he's still one of the best shooters of all time. I wouldn't say the pressure's off, but he's gotten that first championship. And, and now I think he's ready to go. He was basically scrutinized for every little move last year. Now he, he's, he's still going to be criticized. When you're a guy of that caliber, people are always going to hate on you. But I think now this is when he really sets in. He's had a year of that offense, and you know they know get the ball to Durant and just kind of let him go. And, uh, so I, I think Kevin Durant will win MVP. It'll be close, probably between LeBron James, who should always be in the conversation. Westbrook, I don't know. I think maybe Paul George could even get that uh, – in Oklahoma City, Giannis is a, is a possibility, but I'll go Kevin Durant. All right. You heard it. His, there's his <laughs> picks. Brandon Welper of PissandPower.com. Definitely check out his work and check out his show every Friday from 2.30 to 4. It is called The New 24 with Gabriel Wilkins. Thank you, Brandon. I appreciate you for coming on and talking sports with me. Thank you for having me. It was good to, good to chat, and hopefully uh, I'd love to hop on again and talk about the Pistons maybe in the conference finals. So. If, if yes. that happened. Yes. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> looking forward to it. Maybe not that. But no, thank you very much. Thank you. No problem, buddy. <laughs> thank you all for listening to another week of the Sports and Chill podcast. It was truly an honor to speak to Brennan. He's a good friend of mine and a good friend of the show. And glad that we got a chance to talk about the Detroit Pistons, the upcoming NBA season, and who he thinks will make an impact. So don't forget to check out his show that takes place every Friday on RadioDePaulSports.com with Gabriel Wilkins called The New 24, Fridays from 2.30 to 4 on Fridays. And check out his work at PistonPower.com. So you all, I hope you all enjoyed this episode and we'll be coming to you next week with a fresh podcast. And don't forget to subscribe and give us a review on Apple Podcasts. And don't forget to subscribe so you can get our podcast wherever you enjoy listening to us. I want you all to have a a great rest of your week. Remember, be smart. Don't do anything stupid.